Yeah. But I guess, like, speaking of things slapping you in the face. <laughs> Wait, where are you going with this? <laughs> no. Okay, no, that was a really bad way to, to turn that around. Everybody. Welcome to BYOB, the Bring Your Own Book podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Nikki. And today's episode, we are going to be finishing up our Colleen Hoover experience with It Ends With Us. So before we get started on all of our thoughts and feelings, we would first just like to say a content slash trigger warning as this book deals with domestic violence. And with that, Nikki, why don't you let us know what this book is about? Sometimes it is the one who loves you who hurts you the most. Lily hasn't always had it easy, but that's never stopped her from working hard for the life she wants. She's come a long way from the small town in Maine where she grew up. She graduated from college, moved to Boston, and started her own business. So when she feels a spark with a gorgeous neurosurgeon named Ryle Kincaid, everything in Lily's life suddenly seems almost too good to be true. Because <coughs> it is. <laughs> Ryle is assertive, stubborn, maybe even a little arrogant. He's also sensitive, brilliant, and has a total soft spot for Lily. And the way he looks in scrubs certainly doesn't hurt. Lily can't get him out of her head, but Ryle's complete aversion to relationships is disturbing. Even as Lily finds herself becoming the exception to his no-dating rule, she can't help but wonder what made him that way in the first place. As questions about her new relationship overwhelm her, so do thoughts of Atlas Corrigan, her first love and a link to the past she left behind. He was her kindred spirit, her protector. When Atlas suddenly reappears, everything Lily has built with Ryle is threatened. Her bosom friend, you oh could say, <laughs> in the words of Anne of Green Gables, if you didn't get that. Reference. I did not. <laughs> the bosom buddy if you will oh my gosh anyway wow well that... can we end it there <laughs> is that the whole synopsis that's so, it okay so just some um <laughs> some background here nikki and i can't see each other fully so <laughs> it's gonna be a wild episode <laughs> i think it's just gonna make it yeah more fun. and we need some well, they won't yes, die. we need some levity in this episode because this book was quite intense and dark. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thank you for reading that synopsis, Nikki. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Did you want to maybe get us started with your thoughts, like five star rating? Or I mean, you didn't maybe yeah, you didn't give so, it a five, but what out of five did you give it? <laughs> I I definitely didn't give it a five. Okay. I kind of think I didn't rate it at mm. all because I just don't feel like this book needs attention. Mm. I don't think that Colleen Hoover is like as um, what people think that she's like really divisive in like with readers and she's very controversial mm -hmm. i don't know if it's because of this book if it is i don't understand why i think that a lot of books like explore themes like mm -hmm. this do i think some of it was a little unnecessary yeah yeah but i have a really hard time rating it because there were 
there was a good probably like half to 70% of this book that just made me feel super triggered like the whole time. So I don't know. What about you? Did you give it a rating? (sighs) Officially on Goodreads, as of this recording, no. In my mind, (laughs) I'm still trying to think (laughs) about where does this fall? Because like... (sighs) I didn't think it was terribly written. However, it's definitely not the book for me. Um, I also had issues while reading this book of feeling things I did not want to feel or like being triggered by certain scenes in this book. Um, And I mean, that's fine. I knew going in what this was going to be. But I'm, I'm kind of somewhere between a two and a half and a three, I think, because I don't think everything was badly done but it definitely wasn't for me i have quite a few issues some of them are petty some of them are not (laughs) and i will explain both of them later (laughs) but uh i don't know it's just i guess i was also kind of thrown by the content of the book because we both know there's a lot of um opposing views on this book and like is it good? Is it not good? Is this a bad example for people? Is it not? Like, whatever. And so going into it, I knew a lot about the plot, but I hadn't actually read any excerpts or anything. So I don't know. I think, and I did read the author's note at the end. So like, I understand that she wrote this based off of her own experience or her mom's experience somewhat. And so it feels kind of like weird to... Well, it feels weird to review it, but it also doesn't because this is a fictional piece of work. It's not her memoir or anything. But yeah, Yeah. I just, I don't know. I definitely thought I was going to dislike it more. (laughs) So at least that's a positive. I didn't absolutely hate every second of it, but I didn't enjoy it, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. And I didn't read the whole author's note, but I did read the beginning where she kind of talks about um, her her relationship to her parents and her mom leaving. Her mom left her dad, right? Yeah, and at, uh, when she then, was like, like a little kid, three. Yeah, so I did read that part. I think that you know, having read that and just reading the end of the book too. Um, if, if people are listening to this episode and haven't read the book and are interested in it, but maybe wondering if it's going to trigger them, I think it is really important to state that people in the book are, like, at the end, not supportive of them staying together. Mm-hmm. So I do think that was one thing that was really nice. There was some, like, realistic... Uh, conversation around that with Ryle's sister and I wasn't surprised and I thought well I feel like that's something a sister would do Mm -hmm. and then at the end you see everybody kind of rally around Lily and say you need to leave and she says yes I do and then they have a seemingly very amicable co-parenting relationship which is Mm -hmm. great and hopefully he's getting help or whatever. So I do think the way it ended was good and I think a good example. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how I would have felt if it didn't end that way. It is fiction, and she could have done whatever she wanted with <laughs> yeah. it. Like, we have this conversation a lot. Like, things don't have to end, like, PC or the correct way for it to be, like, a good yeah. book. Because that's not the point. Yeah. And I mean, we can... I mean, I don't think it ended necessarily the totally correct way, or at least not in my eyes. You know what I mean? This is very subjective. Right. For me, I had some issues with the end. Um, well, first of all, petty thing number one, I fucking hated that the very last sentence was, it ends with us. Like, okay, I get it. How inspiring, I guess. But I'm just like, no. And I hate that. I hate that little cheesy Hallmark moment. Like, ew. But am I surprised? Yeah, I really <laughs> I really wish they wouldn't have put that line in the book Honestly. at all. I, I think that there were a lot of reasons in the end that people could point to it ends with us. Like, it ends with, like, her and Atlas, who are going to assumedly have a very healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. um, it ends with her and her daughter, or, like, her her breaking the cycle for her child um it could be ending with ryle getting help mm -hmm. and like not subjecting anybody else to that kind of thing again i don't think that it had to be said no. i thought that like it was like it could have been like poignant without that and it was it just ended up being kind of like a slap in the right? face like we get it my god if we don't get it what have you it's been reading ending. this whole time honestly yeah yeah but i guess like speaking of things slapping you in the face <laughs> wait where are you going with this <laughs> no okay no that was a really bad way to to turn that around um i was just gonna say the first scene with lily and ryle together which i guess is the first chapter mm -hmm. she meets him when he comes up to the deck and he like punches a like adirondack chair yeah. or whatever and i'm like could it get any more obvious yeah. that that chair was going to turn into her at some point or whatever? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, no. no, the book was very heavy handed. And I don't I was just going to say, that. yes, I don't mean it in a pun. This is like awful. It. I just like everything was so like obvious to me and part of me wonders if i didn't know anything about this book going into it would i have still picked up on these signs but i think i would have especially because these things were triggering so it's like i've learned you know and like everyone's experience is different um i was never physically abused um in that manner but um you know it's like for me i knew right away that this guy was not good news and i was like is that the guy she's gonna end up with like i was very confused at first with like who he was because i was like ew i am not into this at all like don't talk to him why are you so obsessed with him from the get-go why is he so obsessed with you from the get-go like ew yeah i do like like, I don't know. I feel like this is getting, like, personal in a way. But one thing with her age, where she is, like, 24 or maybe 23 at the beginning of the yeah. book, 
Um, just thinking about that point of view, like having been in a relationship when I was that age and feeling like this person's telling me something, but I feel like they'll love me enough that I can change what they think about things. Like he doesn't want to date now, but like, I'll show him how great I am and he'll want to date. He doesn't want to get married now or he doesn't want to have kids now. So I do see that aspect Mm -hmm. of it. I Ryle did give me the ick. Oh, yeah. Maybe if I was younger, I wouldn't have got the Mm. ick. But I don't know. Like, when you see shit. Yeah. And then you read about the shit, you're like, ah, that shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I totally bought that she wasn't cluing into these things. But I'm just like, myself Mm. as a reader, if I didn't know the outcome of the plot before going in, would I have seen it? Maybe, maybe not. I... I kind of think so mm-hmm. because when the way that she wrote it didn't really feel like a romance. Yeah. There was something always kind of like a little off kilter mm-hmm. about how she was writing these things that were supposedly like supposed to be like very nice things because he is like very nice to her until he mm-hmm. isn't. And then he does nice things to make up for the bad things that he does. But I never really felt like before the first incident in the kitchen that that was real romance. Yeah. So I think that, I don't know, maybe that is more subtle if you don't know. But I would think that that's something people would pick up on either way. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about us or our friends looking at this book and being like, wow, this was so romantic until everything went to shit, you know, because I think we're a little older, we have more life experience. Um, But like, you know, younger people reading it might not pick up on it right away, depending on their own life experiences, right? Like, who knows? But like, I remember watching a YouTuber reviewing this book, and they hated the book, which I'm like, that's fair, because I didn't love it either. Like, not my favorite by any means. But he went on to say, like, this is a terrible example for young girls. Like, they need to know that this is a bad relationship. Um, I think we do know that. I think that's literally the point of the book. Right? I think one one thing I can say very strongly is that I don't feel that she romanticizes this situation at all. I think she talks very realistically about what people mm-hmm. think. It's like anybody, if you're in a emotionally abusive or physically abusive relationship, any kind of relationship dynamic, yeah. you will think they're sorry. Yeah. They won't do it again. See, they're being so nice now. They love me. I love them. There's like an attachment. There's fear Mm -hmm. of like, if I leave, what's going to happen to me? Like, will they come after me? Or if I leave, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. Those are all very real things that people think about when they're in those situations. It's not romanticizing to talk about the reality of being a victim or survivor of domestic abuse yeah. i don't know yeah no i feel like he said he read the whole book but i was like did you read the whole book because like yeah the one thing we can say for sure is that she wasn't like this is a great relationship you know what i mean like 
I also think, like, dude, the book wasn't for <laughs> you. Well, it could be. Clearly. It could be to show him what not to do, you know? He clearly wasn't <laughs> picking up on that part, though. Right. If he thought it was romantic Ugh. or romanticized. Because I wasn't feeling that way at all. No. No, I definitely had issues with the characters, even around this um, important message. So mm-hmm. why don't, yeah, let's get into these characters. So, okay, what did you think about Lily Blossom Bloom? Well, other than the fact that her name is hilariously <laughs> heinous. And I kind of low-key love it. <laughs> Like, I hate it, but I love it, because I could definitely see, like, parents doing that right? to their kid. But, like, but like parents in this century, not parents that would have had their kid in, like, the 90s. I don't know. I grew up with someone, and her first name, I kid you not, was Aurora Borealis. Yes. No, she didn't like go that. by it, clearly. She went by Aurora. Very nice girl. Yeah, because she didn't want to be bullied. Right? not that i would do that to somebody but i'm just saying that's a genuine concern for a kid so long too like why but anyways continue (laughs) um so yeah i don't know i i don't really think i thought much about Mm -hmm. lily like she was the main character but a lot of I like. I think I thought more about Ellen DeGeneres the, through the whole book than I thought about Lily. <laughs> I was so taken aback by that first letter. Yeah, that's what I was saying to you. Like, just wait. Like, <laughs> before we read it. Yeah, I did not know that that's what was mm-hmm. coming for me. I don't know. Like, what did you think about Lily? <sighs> okay, I think this is going to be a blanket statement for all of the characters that I've read by Colleen Hoover thus far, I think they're not real people. Like, I know that they're not real, but they don't feel real at all. I don't know anything about any of them. Like, even if they're the main person, I'm just like, oh, her name is a flower. She likes flowers. Her mom was in this terrible, abusive relationship, but there's, like, no personality To any of her characters, I feel like. I feel like they're literally just vehicles to get a message across. And, like... That's so true. Thank you. Like, I just... Because, like, okay, yes, I understand. Important message. However, I'm reading a novel, okay? And if I just wanted the message, I could have read this in, like, 20 pages. And I don't mean a 20-page long Ellen DeGeneres letter. My God! Why did Ellen have to be in this book? Like, well, that's the thing. Ellen had the most personality out of everyone, and she wasn't even actually a character. (laughs) But it's just because we know things about her and have seen her personality. Mm -hmm. And also, in Verity and in this book, she uses letters or like journal entries or whatever to tell story. And I'm like, why couldn't we just have gone back and forth in time? I would have rather have been in the moment with her and Atlas than just read about, Ellen, I always skip when you dance through the audience. I hope you don't mind. Okay, so I told Atlas today that he could borrow some clothes. Like, okay, just can I be there? Why? Yeah. 
I think it's um like I think in Verity it was a useful plot device because it it was what the whole story centered yeah. around. But I feel like in this book it was a really lazy way to not have to write out any kind of real scenes. Mm-hmm. She just had to like write like a description of everything. It was like this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and we didn't actually have to, like, go into detail. Yeah. Literally. But I wanted the stuff with At- Atlas. I liked Atlas. Me too. I wanted more, which I know that's the point, because he is the good guy. But, and I was happy at the end when she went after him, and they were going to be together, yeah. because of, I just felt like this poor cardboard cutout needs <laughs> needs something good in her little cardboard life oh, i just hiccuped <laughs> that's how emotional i am over atlas <laughs> i also hate the name but love it at the same time i like it i think it's fun it um it has some gravitas to it you know it's like oh mm-hmm. he's holding the world on his shoulders oh my god that's why she named him atlas because he's holding the whole fucking world on his shoulders he's got to deal with everyone's problems including his own you know honestly i mean lily did help him in the beginning but yeah (laughs) yeah i really loved him like when i after like reading her letter to ellen about the cookies i was like i want cookies yes (laughs) especially like i'm sorry if i was in high school and a boy made me a really good batch of cookies i would have been like oh my god Wow, you know, <laughs> honestly, now if a boy made me a really nice, ba- like, good batch of cookies, I'd be like, "Cool, sign me up." Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yep, I'm just gonna send this along. Be like, can you listen to uh, whatever time mark this is gonna be? <laughs> oh my god! But I also am kind of like. Why did Atlas have to be homeless? Like, I know that that was how she, like, met him, but she could have just met him on the bus or, like, at school, you know? So that was, like, an added thing. Like, he had the most going on, I feel like, of any of the characters, but he was barely around. And, yeah, like, it was just like, I need something unique and interesting for this character. So he's going to have been homeless. And... Elisa is going to be rich, but it but she's bored. And Marshall is going to drink beer in a onesie at the pub. You know, like it was a lot of like like if one thing, if one of those things would have been in the book, it would have been like whatever. But there were so many of those things in this book that it felt like very put yes. on. I was like, why a onesie? Like, why can't you just wear, like, a jersey? Like, I feel like that's something that people would do. Yeah. This pub. Oh, wear your wear the jersey and you'll get free beer during the game or whatever. I'm like, why is it a onesie? Right? And, w- and oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't. I don't know. Well, yeah, when he first said onesie night or whatever, I thought it was like beers one dollar, you know? Oh, yeah, onesie. Yeah. yeah, and then when they showed up in onesies, I was like, ew, why? But also, 
I hope it's like footies and not like the baby onesies that like don't have pants. <laughs> I think it probably is. I think they have legs. I hope so. But you know, hey, different strokes for different folks, but but also you get free appetizers if you wear a diaper <laughs> under it too. <laughs> Oh my god, that's commitment. That is commitment. You know guys would do that for free beer. Like, hello. I mean, I wouldn't do the diaper, but I would do the onesie for like free spinach dip or something. Yeah, I was gonna say for something I actually (laughs) want. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, I have to read this out because it's right in front of me. I highlighted so many things that made me annoyed. This is one of them. (laughs) Lily, okay, I'm sorry. Lily was very annoying to me throughout the entire book. I felt for her, but I was also annoyed by her in like her everyday life outside of this relationship, right. okay? So right. this section, it says, <laughs> she's trying to explain like her idea for her flower shop. And she's like, but what flower shop caters to all the people who hate flowers? Elisa shakes her head. None of them, she whispers. Exactly, none. Yeah, because you wouldn't fucking sell anything. Like, hello. Okay. Also, the whole description of her, like, the black and the steampunk. And I was like, okay, Colleen, we get it. You're fucking old. Like, let's stop. Like, I was just picturing, like, the silver, like, purple velour bullshit. And I was like, yes. This is gross. I know. Like, are you serious? If I walked in there, I'd be like, why is it so dark in here? And like, what are you selling? Like, I wouldn't understand what this is. Right. But, you know, whatever. I'm not a florist, so maybe that's a great way to get customers. Maybe you do need to cater to the people who don't want your product. Like, okay. I don't think that's true. (laughs) Actually, I can guarantee you it's not true. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. What about Ryle? I hate his name, too. I hate his name. I also hate the fact that Elisa and Marshall named their child Riley. Like, shut. After an abuser. Yeah, shut your mouth. And also, skipping ahead briefly briefly for a sec, when Lily is like, I want to name the baby after, like, your brother or sister. I'm like, could we, like, have an original thought? My God. It's so annoying to right. me. But anyways, Ryle. Yeah, after the brother you killed. Yeah. How sweet. That was, like, Ugh. I don't know. That was a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, Ugh. obviously, the first time he hit her. Or what he pushed, he shoved yeah. her in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, Elisa knew what happened. And she was like, please, like, try to, like, understand him mm-hmm. and stuff. While that made me mad, I understood, like, obviously she's his sister. So, like, that was, like, a realistic thing to happen mm-hmm. or whatever. But I was just like, really? Yeah. Elisa with your perfect life. Oh my god. And the fact <laughs> she annoyed me. Yeah, too. she annoyed me so much. Like everyone in this book but Atlas annoyed me. Well, and the mom, I guess, because she was barely in it. Like I couldn't get annoyed at her. She was barely there. Um right. But like Ryle, 
Um, if you couldn't pick up on the fact that he was a neurosurgeon by the fact that like he only ever wore scrubs basically in this book and he would come home with a fucking stethoscope around his neck like a cartoon character like what like i'm a doctor i have a stethoscope on at all times like that's not true okay it's not true also i'm pretty sure they don't do that anymore because patients try to strangle them (laughs) that's a thing not with neurosurgeons specifically but like i know people who work in like general Mm -hmm. care have had like patients try to like strangle them oh with God. their stethoscope so they don't wear them around their neck anymore because it's dangerous yeah. and also and also why do you need a stethoscope <laughs> hanging over your patient's open brain right. you don't can i hear your thoughts you <laughs> i'd like to inquire about your thoughts you should matter. try that out on some other people mm-hmm. well and also um, I had a friend who was a nurse and she was like, whenever I see people walking around in their scrubs, I get so disgusted because your scrubs are dirty. You know, there's uh, people's like body shit all over yeah. them, like disease germs, yeah. like all sorts of germs. I'm not a nurse, but I'm sh- <laughs> germs. OK, hello. So I'm like, this guy thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. I'm a neurosurgeon. And I'm wearing a stethoscope around my neck like a noob. And I'm wearing scrubs everywhere. <laughs> like, scrubs are comfy. But come on, get, like, home scrubs. PJs, if you will. <laughs> I was going to say pajamas are also comfortable yes. and socially appropriate <laughs> yes. in 90% of situations. Honestly, I also... I, what did you think about the part where he literally came over to her apartment and begged on his knees to have sex with her? Yeah. I hated it. I hated it so much. And like, I felt so grossed out. I felt so grossed out every time he was like, please, Lily, please. Oh my God. I'm just like really into you. I just want to have sex with you so bad. Like, ew, I can't. I I was in a relationship with someone who always, like, would try and try and try again to be intimate, and it was awful. And, like, reading this, I was just like, oh, my God, you know? And she's, like, blinded by him because of the manipulation, so I'm not mad at her, but I was so grossed out, like... I can't imagine reading it and being like, oh, my God, how romantic. He really cares about her. He's just dying to be with her. Like, if a man came into my apartment and got on his knees and begged to have sex with me, like, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I don't have the have it marked anywhere. I listened to the audiobook, but she did describe, um, like, her bed one time, and she was like, this is the bed where Ryle makes love to me in. And it's also the bed where after he hits me, he cleans me up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. that for some reason really like hit in this weird place, like this spot that's supposed to be like, so like sacred for you and your partner to like enjoy Mm -hmm. each other has become tarnished with these like awful things that he's had to clean up after. And, like, oh, I don't know. There was something about that where it just really stuck with me through, like, the whole rest of the book. Yeah. That was really gross. Ugh. Yeah. God. I don't know. There's, like, it feels weird to talk in depth about, like, the abusive parts. Mm-hmm. 
because it like it does feel like weird to just like openly say these mm-hmm. things but i mean when so i think it's the the first time is when he pushes her in the kitchen yeah. And the second time is when he pushes her down the stairs. Yeah, and she hits her head. No, he headbutts her. And then she falls down the stairs, I think. Or he... Punches her? Pushes... Like, hits her and she falls down the stairs? He headbutts her at the end when they're in bed. And he, like, found all of that stuff in the apartment. Yes. And he's like, I'm showing you how much I love you. And he's, like, choking yeah. her. And, like, I think he was, like, fingering her, too, like, really, like, rough. Yeah. And she's, like, screaming at him. And then he headbutt- headbutted her. Yeah. That was a lot. Yes. Yeah. Like, I have, like, I don't have experience with, like, physical abuse in a relationship. Only, like, um, emotional abuse. And that was a lot. Like, I felt like that was happening to me with no experience of, like, what that's actually like. Yeah. But I had a really hard time reading that. And, like, listening to it, especially because they're, like, the girl is acting out all of these, like, voices and, like, the anger and stuff. Yeah. I had to, like, stop for a little bit. Yeah. I had a very, like, big, heavy sigh at the end of that section to try to like almost like cleanse i guess i don't know what else to say to relieve yeah. myself um not in that way just like to relax myself i guess um yeah because yeah that was a lot and like yeah i have experience with some of that i don't have any past like physical abuse but i had emotional and sexual abuse so like yeah i felt I will say I felt that sections of this book were very truthful and I think she handled it as well as she could have, especially not being the one on the receiving end to our knowledge. Like she did say in the author's note that her dad never abused her or her sibling. I think she had siblings. Yeah, she said they had a good relationship with him after he left. Like, he was always very, like, good yeah. to them. Yeah, and so I don't know if, if she's experienced anything in her own life as an adult, um, but everything in that sense felt very truthful. I did have issues yeah. with the characters outside of those moments because, like I said, I'm like, they don't feel real. But in those moments and the moment that we were just talking about, in their bed that felt very real and authentic if you will and so that was really heavy to read and it's coming from a book with like a pretty soft pink cover you know it's uh yeah it was a lot it was a lot (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know i just I guess my biggest issue is the tone at the end because I just felt I, okay, I guess I really wish that there had been more anger from Lily in the book. Um, I really liked when she like yelled at Ryle and kind of said her piece of like, you feel bad 
you were thinking all these things, like you had a hard weekend, whatever. Um, I really liked that part where she kind of like lay into him. But mm-hmm. I wanted more anger to, I want to say his family, but really like Elisa and Marshall, especially when Ryle was in their apartment and Marshall's like, I didn't know about this. I'm an innocent bystander. He just called me and said he wanted to talk to you. I'm like, well, you're not an innocent bystander at that point if you're like helping him come in and talk to her. Like, I just, obviously it's not their fault that he is abusive, but I was just kind of like, I was taken aback when Elisa was like very ominous at the beginning of their relationship about her brother and his anger it's like she knew something and didn't tell her. And obviously it's mm-hmm. not her fault, but I feel like if you had a brother and I started dating him and we had this whirlwind romance and you were very like weirded out by some things but didn't want to tell me. And then when it happened, you were like, I love my brother, but I, I think you should leave him. You know, like I would just be really very yeah. emotional and ticked off, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, because, yeah, at the at the end, Elisa's whole shtick is kind of like, as your sister-in-law, I obviously don't want you to leave my brother because I want you to be my sister-in-law, but as your best friend, I'll never talk to you again if you stay mm-hmm. with him. Which is, like, f- fine if she would have just been, like, upfront from the beginning. Yeah. Like, maybe she didn't have to, like, divulge his, like, secrets like to lily but just like he has a dark side and he does things that he can't control all the time Mm -hmm. because i mean i've never been in a situation where i've been blackout mad and i've done things that i don't remember or Mm -hmm. whatever um that's how it was described kind of like a a switch flips in his like fight or flight and so i think there's a lot more to that obviously than he just hits her i think that's obviously like more psychological than i get really angry sometimes and i lose my temper i kind of wish that was explored a little more um not to excuse things that he did obviously but just to bring awareness to that as well i feel like that's like a ptsd kind of situation in a way for him like having the accident with his brother when he was so young and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff so i just yeah i think that if the characters were more fleshed out maybe we would have gotten some of that stuff yeah but they really did exist um for the message yeah like you said and i mean we could have we could have read about this message in a five minute article i was just gonna say in an article yeah (laughs) Yeah. And like, okay, I understand that she decided to, well, I don't know what's in her brain. So I'm just going to say I'm assuming she decided to give Ryle this like tragic childhood event backstory to like explain why he's abusive. But I was also kind of annoyed because like I understand everyone has something. Everyone there's always a reason for why you do the things you do, whether it's good or bad. But I also was like, are we trying to, like, like 
you, do you want me to sympathize with him? Because I'm not like I, you know, it was just kind of weird. So like, I understand she's trying to like be mature about it all an adult. And I can't imagine trying to write this book with her own family history. Like that would have been excruciatingly hard. Um, yeah, but I was just kind of like, this is a very, first of all, out of left field backstory and um yeah. just kind of bizarre and how like his sister knew that he had this issue like you said like i just don't i don't know i think there's like it was just odd how he was like i have this huge anger problem because of what happened as a kid it was a mistake all this stuff but it's like i don't like that sucks but like you're still well, I guess this is the whole point of the book. I'm like, I was going to say, you're a bad person. And it's like, well, are you a bad person or you just do bad things? Well, I don't know. But in my eyes, if I was with this guy, I'd be like, I would eventually get to a conclusion of you're a bad person. And that's just myself. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think ultimately, like, it doesn't matter whether he's a bad mm-hmm. person I think that while the idea of him having killed his brother by accident is a good, like, plot device, also, if they all know that he gets really mad like this, why was he not sent to some kind of therapy or, like, an inpatient therapy when he was a teenager? Like, how has this persisted this long and... If it has persisted this long, but they did do that, I feel like that's something that should have been talked about. Like, we tried to get him help. We try. I don't feel like they talked about that at no. all. It was just like, he's angry, and that's just how yep. it is. Yep. And I was like, well, that shit don't fly, yeah. man. That's what I'm saying. It's like, obviously, everyone has a reason for everything and a backstory and all this stuff. But I'm like, <laughs> that's not going to cut it for me. You know what I mean? And yeah. she, she doesn't, I don't think she really says that to him. Like, she's just kind of like, this is not okay, which, yeah, it's not okay. Definitely not. But, like, I don't know. I think also because all of this was, it happened while their relationship was still so fresh, too. So she mm-hmm. had so much love for him still. And I think as the years go by, she'll not feel that way you know of like i loved him because their relationship was not real the relationship Mm -hmm. or i mean maybe it's just because i don't think that she wrote these characters well but their relationship was so surface level like what did they really know about each other okay petty thing number two naked truth (laughs) i hate naked truths oh yeah oh my god yeah it was stupid if i had to hear that one more time i swear to god i was like could you imagine that that would have been so good if this was like a horror <laughs> book though because he would have just been like one time like naked truth and she would have been like okay and he would have been like i want to fucking kill you right now and it would have like all went down oh my god <laughs> but like wouldn't that have been like such a fucking like light switch flip yeah well oh, i need to write this <laughs> shit. this this is This book gave me enough vibes, which I've already talked about this movie before on past episodes, but it is the same similar situation. 
except he's like really really um there's no like transformation or like hopeful transformation let's say because i it's not really a transformation there's no like hope for the abuser in the movie he just gets his comeuppance and whatever um but i just felt when i was reading it i was waiting for something to happen like in the last bit when she was pregnant and they were like trying to um not like work together but like work around each other kind of thing or like you know be civil i guess i was waiting for something to go awry and while i'm glad it didn't happen i was extremely uncomfortable and i found that whole section very unbelievable (sighs) yeah i did too because i feel like if somebody's willing to go to all those lengths he was extremely reasonable Mm -hmm. with her at the end. Yeah. Like, even when he, like, well, I don't know, when he hit her and then he was like, I'm going to Cambridge tomorrow, you need time and stuff, I was like, okay. That was, like, I felt, like, not super in character for somebody like that, but I could see maybe somebody reasoning with themselves and like maybe his sister talking to him and being like, you need to, Oh, but she didn't know. Yeah. Right. But I, I could kind of see that a little bit, but then yeah, him like sleeping on her couch for two weeks and all that stuff and her being like, you're just going to have to wait. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I can wait. I was like, but would you really like wait? And she's, like, basically incapacitated. I mean, like, when you're nine months pregnant, like, you can't move very fast. So he could have done whatever. I was extremely uncomfortable and worried about her for, like, the last 40 to 50 pages, I want to say. Yeah. It didn't feel real. Like, (laughs) there were moments that I was like, wow, this is very intense and, like, coming from a truthful place and then there was other parts where i was just like what this this not i don't understand i can't connect to that and i don't know like everyone's experience is different but i was just like really thrown off that she would live with him for the last bit of her pregnancy and yeah like he has money he can go live with his family change the locks you know, set that boundary because, mm-hmm. like, no, Ugh, I don't know. I did not like it at all. Um, I did like when she revealed that she memorized Atlas's phone number. Yes, though. I did think that was a really good kind of switch mm-hmm. because we weren't seeing anything really from her like mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so when she she pulls out the whole I didn't want to admit it to myself but I looked at that number and I memorized it and because I knew deep down that there was a chance that I was going to need it someday and I was like yes yeah I mean the fact that she has this connection to Atlas I would assume that alone would be like oh my gosh his phone number because I haven't been able to contact him in years you know it's like I don't want to forget this but Mm -hmm. then also yeah her family history it's like you you hope for the best, but prepare for the worst, you know? 
So mm-hmm. I agree. I, I thought that yeah. was really good because, yeah, I was like, oh, no, he found the phone number. <laughs> you got to go to the restaurant, know. you know, like, oh, no. <laughs> but yeah. And when he was he said to her, you can't contact me again unless it's like really important because I can't keep doing this like in and out of your mm-hmm. life. I can't imagine like how hard that would be to watch like to know somebody like so obviously is like being mm-hmm. hurt and have to be kind of like complacent in like watching them watching that happen yeah. to them because uh, like it's not his place and like he could have like called the cops but if she was still in a place with Ryle where she felt like she loved him then she's just never gonna go to atlas again so you're like in a catch-22 of like how do i help and i guess i help by like staying in the background out of the way until she calls me yeah that sucks i also hated at the end this was my issue with the end i hated that she was like fine with him being alone with the kid like no i don't i don't trust that easily (laughs) I just feel like so they would have had a divorce I'm assuming at that point in the in the um the last chapter or the epilogue or whatever it was um and so in your divorce would you just have kept it a secret that he was abusive to you because you're like well he might not be abusive to the kids you don't know that and so again like (laughs) I don't have any experience with this, but I just I'm trying to put myself in that position and I can't imagine being like, yeah, you can be alone with this child. Yeah, I think that it's definitely like it would be hard. I know when she does like reason with him and she's saying, what would you do if our daughter came to you and said, I love this boy, but he hits me and he said I would beg her to leave Mm -hmm. him. And so I think that might be a moment for her where she, like, understands or she feels like he finally understands. And I think she also mentions that it's she's with him for the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So she's not with him, like, overnight. So I don't know if that is, like, kind of, like, untold, like, a step that they're taking for her to feel comfortable mm-hmm. with him being with their daughter. Yeah, maybe. Emerson? Is that what they call him? Yes. Emerson Dory. Um, Petty thing number three. Ugh. Yeah, that's fucking stupid as shit. Her middle name is Dory. Yeah, I thought she was going to say yeah, Ellen. Yeah, just keep swimming thing. I was like, please. <laughs> I would have her just DeGeneres. Emerson DeGeneres <laughs> Kincaid. No, Blue. I also, I love the name Kincaid. I think of, um, is it Thomas Kincaid, that painter? With all the Disney, I don't know illustrations and stuff. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But yeah, there's one point for Ryle. His last name was nice. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. So maybe that's why. Yeah, she was. Because I mean, it would be hard to be like a single parent obviously it's hard to be a single parent it's hard to be a parent when you have two people in the Mm -hmm. same house like um but also being like i'm best friends with your sister 
And I think he's living in the same building as his sister. Probably. So, I don't know. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt on that one. But I do think, yeah. It was, like, months. Like, how many months after? Like, six months after? Uh, 11, I think. I can't. 11. Yeah. So it's a while. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just... This book was interesting, I guess. Like, important message, but I just felt like it fell flat for me. And... I think this is exactly like Verity, where if they would have got somebody else to write it, it would have just been a little bit better, you know? Or like, if she had chosen to write it as a memoir or something, and I know Mm. that probably would have been a whole other can of worms of like, I'm not going to put my past experiences into a fictional situation. I'm going to like divulge my past, but like, I just... I felt like the annoyances from these characters took away from the importance of the message. And like, I'm not trying to be a bitch about it, but I'm just like, Lily, I hated her. Elisa, I hated her. Marshall, who the fuck are you? You're barely here. You're just like the money. Okay, great. Good for you. You sold a bunch of things. The mom, barely there. And she was an important part Mm -hmm. of this book. Um, Atlas was the only one I liked and I still didn't know much about him and I wanted to give him a hug so at least there's that but like I just I don't know it was annoying I hated all these stupid flower things and the Ellen DeGeneres crap you don't need it you're taking away from the point of this book yeah I don't know I don't understand it just felt like a lot of references yeah This book was a lot of references around, like, a very important topic. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, while it would have been really, really hard to read this book if the extra stuff wouldn't have been in there, I think that it could have been a really strong book if she would have trimmed the fat off it. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I just saw um, something I highlighted here, which is another point about Lily that I'm like, what? You make me so annoyed. Like, I feel like Colleen Hoover was so focused on the message that she didn't actually think about how these circumstances would affect the characters in other situations. Like, Lily's at Atlas's house alone, And these two men come to the door and they're like, hey, Atlas. And she doesn't know who they are. And she texts him saying, where are you? There are two men at your front door and I have no idea if I should let them in. I wouldn't let them in. You know what I mean? Right. Like these things trickle, like, at least for me, your traumas trickle over into other parts of your life. I wouldn't be like, who are these men? I'm going to let them in. Like, I don't understand. And it's, it's just like. Colleen, you can't just have this one important message and not, like, have your characters, well, I mean, she published the book anyway, so, like, whatever, but, like, I feel like your characters need to be rounded and, like, have a life, you know, and, like, have these things affect their life overall and not just be in a bubble of Ryle and Lily problems because it's not 
just that, it affects everything around you. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I agree, though. That's... And, well, I mean... We only, like, kind of get Lily... I don't think I want it to be dual perspective because no. I really don't think I could handle like hearing whatever the fuck Riles thinking <laughs> about shit. Like no. I don't need that. But there was definitely like a lot left to be desired. Yeah. Oh, also, sorry, I meant to ask this about you because I was like, what? Okay. I also thought it was very bizarre that the discussion of whether or not Lily was going to keep the baby. It didn't even pop up. I know. Because I think that, like, my first thought would have been, like, do I even let it happen? Should I keep this baby? Because, like, if I don't let it happen, then I can just be like, bye, and get out, go find Mm -hmm. Atlas, we can have a baby, whatever. Like, I don't know. Is Colleen Hoover religious? I believe so. I think she's from the South as well, which is like... Oh, well, that's probably why. And it's just, like, I... You can believe whatever you want. We're not going to get into a debate about abortion. Like, you don't need that right now. But, like, I just think it's very bizarre that that thought didn't even come into her head of, like, do I want to have his child? Do I want to give it up for adoption? Do I want to get an abortion? What are my options? It was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant. I can't tell him yet. Yeah. That annoyed me. I know. It really annoyed me. Yeah, and, like, I don't know why she was, like, so concerned about, like, telling him when I'm like, just tell your mom. Just, like, just tell her. Like, especially, like, if you guys are having, like, these huge issues, just tell your mom. Like, oh my god. I thought that was silly. Yeah, like, there was no... Well, I guess their relationship was already strained because of everything, and she didn't even want to be in the same city as her, which I'm like, okay. Um, Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just, I needed more. I needed more (laughs) in this book, just like the other book. Yeah. It just fell flat to me, and I don't understand why people are all like obsessed with her and this book because this is a hard book like i don't know my mom read this book which i was like what are you sure you want to read this mom yeah but like and your mom's concerns about the book were not the same as my concerns about the book <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair um yeah well okay funny thing first yeah my mom <laughs> That's why Nikki's laughing. My mom said to me, I thought it was a very good story, but some parts were almost pornographic. And I was like, hmm, okay. Like, I don't think they are, mom. I think uh, you don't want to know what I read in my spare time. So (laughs) sometimes (laughs) I read all sorts of things. I'm a learned woman. Okay. This is 2023. So... But, uh, yeah, but no, I, I did have to give my mom a content warning before she read it because of her own, um, childhood. So 
uh, I was just like, just so you know, mom, like this is not a happy romance. There's a lot of dark things about domestic abuse. And she was like, okay, okay. But I was very surprised she liked it. And she <laughs> was like, yeah, I was like, okay. Like, I'm glad you enjoyed, but I don't think I'm going to like it. I need to ask her after this episode, like, what did you think about those stupid letters to Ellen? Because if she likes it, I'm going to have an right. issue. <laughs> Yeah, we have to give your mom a reading list and be like, this is what real literature looks like. <laughs> well, from Blood and Ash. <laughs> I will give credit where credit is due. My mom read Beach Read by Emily Henry, and she loved it. Oh, so the best. Yes. I was like, you need to read Emily Henry because this is this is not this is not it for me. <laughs> yeah. You can't hate Beach Read. No. How can you? It's impossible. No. Do you think, well, I think I already know the answer, but do you think you'll read It Starts With Us? Because it is her and Atlas. Uh, I mean, probably yeah. not. But if the audiobook was on, like, Libby and I needed something to listen to at mm. work, maybe. Like, maybe I'd put it on in the background. But I love Atlas, but I don't think I care that much. Yeah. I don't really need to hear about his homelessness and, like, delve more into that, like, weird backstory. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if it's a continuation of their story and then being together or if it's, like, a prequel about him and her in their childhood. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. I have that. no idea. Because, like, her new life starts with them or her life her romantic life starts with them. Ugh, Who knows? I think you should have just had it. Hopefully I won't ever no, find out. No, just one and done because I don't need to read this again. Like, what's going to happen? Is Ral going to be shit again? So we're going to go through that again? Like, Or is it just going to be like a really happy book where everything just goes <laughs> right and then you're like, why did I read Well, it's this? in the fiction section again. It's not even in the romance for the second one. Oh. So I have no clue. No clue, but I don't think I can read it. Do I think I'll read a Colleen Hoover book again in my life? Hard to Maybe. say. Yeah, hard to say. I I mean, I really thought I was going to hate both of these books. And both of the books were like, eh. Yeah, I know. I thought I was going to have like really strong opinions about mm -hmm. things. I don't. They're fine. Yeah. They're books. <laughs> you like her you like her yeah. great keep reading she's got yeah. like i don't know it's i i really am not understanding what the feud is yeah uh like they're they're fine yeah this book was a little heavy-handed uh, yeah. yeah um and yeah verity was a little disturbing sometimes but that's what a thriller is supposed to do yeah so and verity i read very mm -hmm. fast it definitely kept me like wanting to go to the next yeah. chapter this so, one did not for me it took me over a week to read this the only reason i got through it is because i got that audiobook put on two times speed and i just let it play <laughs> while i was doing like other yeah things. i had to get the ebook with my points through my kobo membership and then i had to get the audiobook as well 
because I was like, I'm not gonna be able to read this quick enough. So I listened to it at two and a half as I read along. Yeah. Oh. Those points I'm yeah. never gonna get back. <laughs> but you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a meh from me. But I was expecting Tracy Same. Wolf up in here. I was expecting to be like, what the fuck is this? So <laughs> Well, thank God it right? wasn't like that because I think I would have just come on this episode being like, I didn't finish yeah. it. <laughs> Tell me what happened. So I think it's safe to say Nikki and I aren't gonna become cohorts anytime soon. But I mean, if you love Colleen Hoover, good for you. Keep on reading, you know, enjoy. That's all good and dandy. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bring Your Own Book podcast. If you are a victim of domestic violence or if you know someone who could use assistance, you can visit www.thehotline.org if you are in the United States. If you're in Canada, you can visit sheltersafe.ca, which provides information and a clickable map to help connect women and their children to the nearest shelter wherever they are in Canada. Tune in next time as we read The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. Until then, you can stay up to date on all bookish activities on our Instagram at Podcast or our TikTok at Bring Your Own Book Podcast. Until then, keep on drinking in great stories. Cheers! Next time on the Bring Your Own Book Podcast. It would be inaccurate to say that my childhood was normal before they came. <laughs> <laughs>